0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year long journey, reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1472. January 8th. During Holy Mass, I had a moment of knowledge concerning Father S that great glory is being given to God through our mutual efforts. And even though we are far from each other, we are often together because we are united by a common goal. O my Jesus, my only desire, although I want to receive you today with great fervor, greater fervor than ever, nevertheless, precisely on this day, my soul is drier than ever. My faith grows in power, and so the fruit of your coming, Lord, will be abundant. Although many a time you come without touching my senses and reign only in the loftier part of me, the senses, too, sometimes rejoice at your coming. I often ask the Lord Jesus for an intellect enlightened by faith. I express this to the Lord in these words, Jesus, give me an intellect a great intellect, for this only, that I may understand you better, because the better I get to know you, the more ardently will I love you. Jesus, I ask you for a powerful intellect, that I may understand divine and lofty matters. Jesus, give me a keen intellect with which I will get to know your divine essence and your indwelling triune life. Give me my intellect, Give my intellect these capacities and aptitudes by means of your special grace. Although I know that there is a capability through grace which the Church gives me, there is still a treasure of graces which you give us, O Lord, when, you, when we ask you for them. But if my request is not pleasing to you, then I beg you, do not give me the inclination to pray thus." I strive for the greatest perfection possible in order to be useful to the Church. Greater by far is my bond to the Church. The sanctity or the fall of each individual soul has an effect upon the whole Church. Observing myself and those who are close to me, I have come to understand how great an influence I have on other souls, not by any heroic deeds, as these are striking in themselves, but by small actions, like a movement of the hand, a look, and many other things too numerous to mention, which have an effect on and reflect in the souls of others, as I myself have noticed. Oh, how good it is that our rule demands strict silence in the dormitory, the common bedrooms, and does not allow us to stay in them unless it is absolutely necessary. I have at present a little room in which two of us sleep, but at the time of my sickness, when I had to stay in bed, I found out how bothersome it was if someone was sitting in the bedroom all the time. Sister N. had some handwork to do and sat in the bedroom almost all of the time, and another, S., would come to instruct her on how to do it. It's difficult to describe how much this tires one, especially when one is ill and has spent a night in pain. Every word has a repercussion somewhere in the brain, especially when the eyes are heavy with sleep. O rule, how much love there is in you! When, during Vespers, the Magnificat was being sung, and they came to the words, He has shown the strength of his arm, a profound spirit of recollection enveloped my soul and I understood that the Lord would soon accomplish his work in my soul. I am not surprised now that the Lord did not disclose everything to me at first. Why are you sad today, Jesus? Tell me, who is the cause of your sadness? And Jesus answered me, Chosen souls, who do not have my spirit, who live according to the letter, Cross-reference, 2 Corinthians 3, 6. And have placed the letter above my spirit, above the spirit of love. I have founded my whole law on love. And yet, I do not see love, even in religious orders. This is why sadness fills my heart. During Mass, St. Faustina is enlightened about Father S., probably Father Sapochnko. He lives far far away, in Vilnius, while she lives in Krakow. But they are united spiritually in their mission uh, to spread the message and the devotion of the divine mercy. And St. Faustina offers a prayer to Jesus. She wants to receive him with great fervor, but she feels spiritual dryness in her soul. This is not an indication that our Lord has withdrawn from her, It's just that he has withdrawn the sensible consolations from her. So he wants to strengthen and purify her faith. And then Faustina prays for an intellect strengthened by faith. We remember that she had a very simple education, only a a few years of school, and yet she wants to be able to understand God so that she can help others, as she writes in her diary. And she seeks to grow in holiness. If we all become saints, we can be very useful to the church in the work of evangelization. And she notices that we can influence others in very simple ways. A smile, a gesture, a look. Um, God can use many ways to touch hearts. Faustina is grateful for the rule of her community regarding silence and when one can stay in one's room. The rule helps her to be recollected Without this rule, it would be easy to become dissipated through gossiping and frivolous talk, through laziness, etc. And then during the Magnificat at evening prayer, Faustina is caught up in prayer and she receives a grace from God. She understands when God will soon accomplish his work in her soul. Perhaps she learns when she will die. Then Jesus expressed sadness that his chosen souls... Live by the letter of the law, like the Pharisees, but not by love. Jesus gives us the example. He is love and mercy incarnate. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review.